Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. What a week. Yeah. And it started kind of weird, too, that I was like, what is this? Did you not have a reaction when when we saw the nanny? Yeah, totally. Because I'm like, whoa, she exists. <laughs> no. When they said Pilar. Yes. Because that's like the name of like Morgan's nanny. I know. I was like, she's here and she's really young. It was very confusing. That was, but I think I was confused last week because I didn't realize that Ava was actually legitimately searching for evidence in Sunny's house. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a little like, if you were crime files, where would you be hiding? <laughs> it's so... <sighs> I don't know. Like, given everything, given everything Ava has told Nina, which we now see is very, like, it can be convoluted a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. she can say opposite things to Nina a lot. Absolutely. And so the advice about being open with Sunny, but, like, what's her plan exactly? Like, what's Ava's plan here, right? Because we've come to learn that this is, like, we want to murder Sonny. It's it's a lot to take in because for exactly that reason, like how is her gut instinct not kicking in right now about Austin? Because you're the one that brought up, you know, what if Austin is the guy, is the actual lead other mob guy in this whole mix of things? That's the one that's a little bit messy, okay? And the way he was talking to Ava the entire time was so mob language and it was like come on Ava like something has to kick in he's not a normie doctor fine he has a history but you got a clue in here and you have to do something to save yourself it's just hilarious because Austin was a completely different character when with Maxie and then with Ava like way more interesting now that he is in Ava's orbit yes but it's just ever since he started on the show There's always this debate back and forth, specifically because of the way he came onto the show, right? He's this random guy in a forest, shows up in Port Charles, (laughs) and this is like around Mm -hmm. the time Maxie's dealing with Peter. So we're all very suspicious. So we're we're all kind of like, given Maxie's track record, what's the deal with this guy? And so from the very start, you're always kind of like, is Austin good? Is Austin bad? And I'm still doing that. I still (laughs) don't know. Like for the most part, okay yeah like you seem okay but I am so suspicious you act so suspicious and like I know that they stress a lot that there's this like woman in charge and pot but like it does make you wonder if Austin is way more in charge than he is claiming to to be like I'm just so confused basically and I guess I wonder if at this point this is just like a really big setup because you have like Ava doing something kind of extreme searching for evidence and it's looking like Pilar is sort of onto her Mm -hmm. and then you have Austin on his end and I kind of totally forgot about the Nicholas thing and Austin like the connection because he like (laughs) goes up to Laura and starts acting like the weirdest thing on the planet that was hilarious and I think his spin kind of worked when he said I'm just a concerned constituent whereas Laura couldn't run away fast enough away from from Austin so I mean they're setting something up there I just really don't know where it's going to lead Well, me neither. And some of the observations... Okay, so he made mention, Austin, to Ava. uh, Sunny always has that tall guard. 
But yeah. the fact that he even noticed and kept track of that, oh. I found really interesting as like a little tiny tidbit. And the way he was talking about getting rid of Pilar was so dark. Yes, the getting rid of Pilar. I'm like, how is that going to work? Like, how are you going to finagle that? Getting rid right? of the longtime nanny? So, like, you're right, though. Like, the more you're pointing out these little details, it's getting scarier. So... We're saying that we don't know what all of this is, but I'm kind of thinking that whatever reveal in terms of who Austin's boss is, it has to kind of all be revealed, I'm imagining, at the same time as Pikeman. Because so now we have a mystery mob. We don't know who's running it, but they're also throwing the Pikeman name around. They are. Okay, wait, I just want to circle back to the whole Polar, getting rid of Polar. Wasn't it when Peter Peter had hired somebody who was like kind of oh yeah, and he got to get rid of the nurse. It kind of makes me think of the whole getting rid of Pilar, the whole Austin Peter connection. Like, there's a lot of dark, weird coincidences. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm still gonna be like, oh, it's not looking good. And then two seconds later, being like, I think he's a good guy. I can't (laughs) tell. I just I I really can't with Austin. No, but you do the same things, Nicholas. <laughs> As Nicholas being wishy, what do you mean? Wishy washy and loving him. He's a bad guy. He's all right. No, <laughs> I def, I definitely love Nicholas more than Austin. <laughs> I know he's dysfunctional, but he's like a little pet, right? He does really <laughs> dumb things, but you're like, oh, come here. Let's just fix it and start over. I definitely have a soft spot for his stupidity. I don't know why. I just do. I find it very interesting. Like, I just, I do think things are getting really messy, scary, but really interesting. Okay, so we put out some hypothesis things. Yes. Okay, out there. So, like, one, I mean, look, we couldn't help it. They mentioned Julian's name twice last week in, like, a really short amount of time. So, mm-hmm. um, thinking Julian perhaps connected to Pikeman. Okay. And also just like little subtle hints. Again, could be reading into things, but just the subtle fact that like Sunny seems to be targeted, but so is Ava in a really weird way. And I can't help but remember the fact that like those are the two people that were sort of like after him, if you will. Like Sunny was hunting down Julian and so was Ava. Ava was going to try to kill Julian. Because she said she would make it more painless than possibly like a Sonny and a Jason would. <laughs> yes. um, but then like the more I kept thinking about it, like I kept thinking about like how, you know, Pikeman is this all powerful player who clearly has been like had their eye on Sonny. And regardless of the the show Sonny makes of being in power, like I don't think so. These guys like came in dangerous and they're doing exactly what they want to do and if julian would ever come back to the show Mm -hmm. it would definitely he would definitely need the backup right this many people like who hunted him out of town like i don't know how many enemies he has at this point like including cyrus he sort of worked with cyrus i don't really know where that relationship kind of (laughs) ended But the point is, this guy's got, like, a number of enemies. And if Pikeman is that untouchable, it would make sense that he would need that kind of backup if he ever wanted to come back to town. And when I was, like, looking at old clips, I saw saw a clip of a shootout, Mm -hmm. but it was, like, Julian and Morgan on one side. Huh. 
Yeah, they had showed up at a shootout that Sunny was already at. <laughs> <laughs> they got um, the invite. They got yeah. the <laughs> and I and from what I can tell of this clip, it was something to do with TJ. They were they were going to get TJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if I find the clip, I'll send it yes. to you. Um, so yeah. So the thing is, okay, so I'm just like, okay, because we, we were thinking, oh, wouldn't it be really cool if it was Morgan? But is but the thing is, they mention Morgan's name all the time, but I think yes. they're serious about the fact that he's dead. Again, yes. I say that with like 80% certainty uh, because you just <laughs> never know. But I also think it's because the character who played Morgan was so, like, he really made the role that I would have a hard time dealing with like a random Morgan return, I guess. And with yes. a different character, like, the, it would have to be really good, you know? So, so I don't know. I feel like the last actor really made his mark on the character. Um, and Julian, of course, I would want William to ride back. Like, forget it. There is no other Julian for me. So, in my yes. head, this is all happening with, you know, the original Julian kind of coming back. And the other thing I started to think about in terms of, like, again, subtle, subtle little hints. Was like the whole Taggart thing because when Laura offered the job to Jordan, it looked like she was gonna say no. She yes. says yes, and so before I saw the scene where she sort of like um, throws out the idea to Taggart, I was thinking maybe Dante. I thought, oh, maybe Dante would get kind of like promoted or something because they had they had created a job for Mac. Basically, they had created a title for whatever yes. it is that Mac does right now. So I just figured that if anybody was going to take on the commissioner role, it might be like a new person just because of like a lot of like you could see the turnover, like all of our middle characters kind of like <laughs> really cementing their their space in Port Charles. So I thought Dante. But then when Taggart showed up asking for a job, I was yes. floored. I was floored. I thought this guy was like out the door after the Trina storyline, to be honest. Me too. And that was kind of devastating. And I was mentally preparing myself. So I did my own little happy dance when I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the new commissioner. But that's when it hit me though. Because when I saw that Taggart could be commissioner, I was like, that's weird. Because they mentioned Julian like a, like the week before. And I remember that when Taggart was supposed to be dead, he had dressed up in a Halloween costume so he could be around Trina. And all yes. the kids were at Charlie's and, and Julian was there. And he had seen his face. So they had met. Yes. And it was relatively like pleasant. Okay. And I remember um I think Julian even being the one to reveal it to like Ava. No, like I saw that guy. Like that guy. And she's <laughs> like, that's Trina's dad. What are you talking about? <laughs> so like I thought about that fact, right? Julian Taggart. Now Taggart is gonna be like possibly commissioner. And I thought that's interesting timing. Cause again, I don't know what that would mean, but I'm thinking about like you know, nostalgia, Taggart taking back on that role. And last time he was in Port Charles working at the PCPD, the landscape was really all about Sunny, right? Getting yes. Sunny. Maybe the blondie face too could have been a player. So in that sense, I was like, this is interesting. There are a lot of moving parts. Yes. So they, they're really, because the thing is, they've been resetting up the mob lately, right? They've been mm -hmm. kind of amping that up. The whole mob stuff had been downplayed ever since the whole Nixon Falls thing. So now everything is coming up. We have all these different players and a possible new commissioner. So I really feel like this is sort of like a new era, possibly, with Tiger coming in. But then, with everything coming to a head with the whole Nina thing, I'm just sort of like, where? who would she have? And honestly, I don't know that she would have <laughs> Ava at the end of all this. 
I don't know where it's all going to land. But I was thinking about, like, when she used to work at Crimson. Like, her and Julian had this kind of, like, friendship, right? And yes. I just thought, like, if if Sunny turns on Nina, and Nina's upset, okay? Because mm-hmm. at this point, like, like, they tried, right? With the whole Nixon Falls, they tried, like, pressing charges. None of that worked. And you can't mm-hmm. exactly press charges on someone for just, you know, wrecking people's lives. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So, I mean, the point is, she'll be on the out. She'll be a pariah even more than she kind of sort of is. And who better than to really twist the knife with Sunny or to maybe get her revenge or basically step into it? Is with Julian if he comes back. Oh, it's so messy. Exactly. And I just keep thinking of it this way. Like, you know, we have a lot of characters who've redeemed themselves. Like, look at Obrek, look at Brit, like, look at all of that. And with Nina, I thought it would be fun just to have a long-standing villain. You know, like, maybe her villainy would kind of waver over time. But mm-hmm. kind of owning it. And I kind of wonder if Julian comes to town if she would just own that part of herself. Like, she spends a lot of time pretending she's not what she is. Yes, she does. And I kind of wonder, like, would this be a new era? If Julian comes into town, everything hits the fan. But she sort of has this, like, parachute, right? This person to fall back on. And she has Julian. Like, what will she What will she be? Who will she be? Because they're both bobbleheads. We remember Julian as a mobster. <laughs> and, we, and, and, we, and we all see Nina trying to do life. So could you imagine oh, the two of them, the two of them that think that they're king and queen, right? Like right? Julian being like, I'm big, bad, and tough. And she's like, I'm finally, the, he's he's the sunny to my Carly. Like God knows how she, <laughs> we all know how like Nina sees that whole thing. So could you imagine that? I just love all the ripple effects. You know, like how does that affect Ava because of her difficult relationships with Julian? Now Taggart is like, Sonny, we're like best and how do we take down this like Julian Pikeman situation like there's so much that can unfold from this situation exactly and I feel like if Julian comes back and even if Nina kind of lands a little bit with Julian I feel like it keeps things moving and moving and moving right because sometimes when you have these really big storylines and the truth comes out it sometimes you have a character that just sort of like falls to the wayside you know what I mean yes because at this point in time we're seeing that we're seeing how many people are being touched by Nina's actions. It started out with just trying to target Carly, you know, reporting something to the SEC, but we're seeing how many people are being affected. We're seeing Ned, you know, his entire family. We're seeing Sam's family being affected. You know, Carly's family, obviously, being affected. More than that, Willow, right? Willow specifically, just because of, like, how it will affect her. So mm. her reach is really, really <laughs> wide. <laughs> and like even Lisa, Lisa will love her to the death, but I don't know how Lisa will feel about her, what she's doing to Drew. We know that like like Lisa is Drew's like number one fan at the oh, moment. Yeah. So I just think that like if the truth comes out, and of course I want it to come out, but she won't have much at all. And so, like, if she doesn't have much at all, like, what are we going to see? You know what I mean? Like, like, where would she go? How would these scenes play out? But with a Julian coming into the mix, it could get real messy. And spicy. Exactly. So talking about Nina and Ned and the whole <laughs> SEC in true soap fashion, she's right there. She's about to say something. 
and they come to learn about Ned's condition. Poor little, I don't know how to mix Ned and Eddie Main together. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is sort of party birds. <laughs> but how did you feel about Nina's reaction once they find out and it's just her and Sunny? I just, I find her frustrating. It's so incredibly fascinating and amusing and just the way she like her face acting and her trying to come up with a lie on the spot was so entertaining but the fact that Sonny is buying into this yet he still thinks there's something wrong but not pushing it too much no he's always been really really careful about which thread he pulls when it comes to Nina because sometimes he has that all-knowing sunny face and then he's like I would much prefer I think my life would be simpler if I go with the ring and the drain so let's just <laughs> run let's run with that but the fact that I, I she said in comparison to Ned yeah. my problems don't seem so bad wild wild Oh, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's a different shade of darkness. Right? It's almost like, how do you say, like, you're just a few steps away from Shady Brook at this point, right? You're kind yeah. of like, it's kind of like maniacal a little bit. Like the whole, <laughs> the whole idea of like, I'm doing bad things, but you know what? I think I'm getting the hang of this. And you're finding it a little <laughs> funny. Like she's finding this like little humor in it a little bit I find definitely there's a lot of darkness a lot of really kind of strange and I didn't think it was going to go this direction no and then when she was talking to Ava she's saying a whole bunch of things and then she's like well you know my secret is safe and then in response Ava just looks at her and is like okay we'll get to that part because you seem to think this is like a foolproof plan but Ava's just watching a ticking time bomb but Nina's actually starting to feel pretty damn good about herself right what I thought was odd though that stood out to me yes while I know that Ava briefly lived at the quarter mains uh when they thought Kiki was Franco's and they thought Franco's was like Jason's twin brother Mm -hmm. they all live there Franco Ava and uh and Kiki and but what I thought was odd was that when Ava started to talk about Tracy and she started yes. to kind of be like, oh, God, like she must not be taking that so well. I, I didn't know what to make of that. That was odd to me. I found it very interesting. You know, we keep talking about Ava's alliances. Like, yes, yeah, she has this blurred line with Nina, but she even told Nina, like, did you come to your senses and realize you're better off with Sunny? So that was interesting since she's always pushing them together. Then there's the whole alliance with Carly whenever she feels for her or says things that are kind too sunny about Carly in front of Nina much less stand up for Carly in conversations with Nina and now this whole Tracy conversation like it's really creating that path for what we think is going to happen next and we theorize that Tracy is going to go gangbusters on Nina yeah that totally could be it I think that could be a clue that that's going to happen because right now Tracy has got a lot of rage and um she doesn't even know about the drew thing but she's one thing that we've seen with tracy since she's gotten back to town is this feeling out of the loop and really wanting to help her family it's just it's just 
she started to learn about Willow's situation. But then from there, like everything just kind of snowballed into other problems. They really did. And, you know, you made a post about her trying to human. And I think it's really it. She has so many feelings and she doesn't know what to do with them. She's navigating this whole love and family situation. So she's going to need a place to put her rage and anger. And it's definitely not going to be Gregory. It's going to be Nina. I think that, like, if anything, Gregory is kind of like a warm-up. It's someplace. It's it's kind of entertainment for Tracy. Like, every time he gets worked up, you see it in her eyes how amused she looks. She's like, yes, yeah, you're, you're not near, like, you're not a match for me, like, by any means. But that's the thing. Like, I am, I am very interested as to what Tracy w- would do, right? Because, yes, like, she's not a, she's not a soap villain. In no. the traditional sense, right? Mm-hmm. She's just mean and scary, as everybody's been saying lately. <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of like, okay, what would Tracy do? What literally? I'm I'm genuinely curious as to how Tracy would go after Nina. Like I am, I am very much excited for Tracy, and I hope she's here for when it all comes out. Because right now they have hammered the point that Eddie Main is running away from something, right? And this is why he's he has this whole persona thing. And so right now everybody is pointing fingers that the family is the reason and Olivia mm-hmm. is like saying Tracy you're the reason. <laughs> so imagine, you know, Tracy feeling maybe guilty and bad and helpless. She's lost her son. So could you mm. imagine that energy, right? That energy like Brooklyn says it all the time. <laughs> You know, she's emotional, she's scared, and it comes out as mean. So can you imagine all that right now being tossed onto her? And when she finally realizes there's some place to put that? It is going to be explosive and so spectacular because, as we've discussed before, Tracy has so much reach. She has the financial capability. She is not afraid to speak her truth and say what she needs to say. And Nina's biggest concern is always what people think of her and what people are saying. And don't believe what people are saying. And Tracy's going to stand up on her very giant, well-deserving soapbox or horse or whatever it is and tell anybody who can listen who Nina actually is. Well, you talk about her reach in terms of like the business world. But remember, she was married to Luke, right? She was with Luke. So she has also that reach as well. But the thing is, this whole thing with Eddie Main, it's really distracting. And it seems to also, I I think, may distract her from whatever deceptor business she had going on with Brooklyn. Which I'm really, yes, which I'm really happy about because I want to see Brooklyn's growth and her becoming this like falling into the role of the women around her in a sense that being that leader, like, like it or not, Tracy is a leader. Olivia is the woman that she works for. And Brooklyn is still trying to find her way. She absolutely is. It's just interesting watching her in this place because like, I feel like if, of all people, she may actually be the one to reach Ned. And it's just interesting given their history, because it's like when Eddie Main and like Friday's episode starts to talk to her about like what it is to perform and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like she of all people can understand that. So I think that too is kind of interesting. But the whole storyline about that is interesting. It is soapy and I love it because and I and I love um that they acknowledge that because when the truth came out, you see <laughs> there's a there's a specific scene yes. and that was to me like Tracy speaking directly to the audience when she says, "Huh, Eddie Main, 
I never saw that coming. And it's yeah. like, I, you know what I mean? I, I absolutely love that. Like it's moments like that, that make me think a little bit about like dynasty. And I say that because it's good. It has that like soapy element to it. Sometimes those moments like t- make me feel more prime timey. And I don't think that's just because I'm watching it at night. I feel that way. I really don't. But, but I love that scene. And honestly, it's kind of freaking brilliant because when it was happening, I was like, oh, okay, like he'll be Eddie Main, meaning like just like Ned from like the 90s. But right? like it wasn't. There is no Nedley memories. It's just that. And I'm like, but what's your persona? Like, what does he think life is anything? So I think that's super interesting. And I liked how it started out that way with like Tracy being like, I didn't see that coming, but then it coming kind of like, um, around to a more serious side at the end of the week where we, we see that while this is all funny, him being in this state is actually like a response to his life right now. And when you hear Eddie Main talking about like that corporate life, Yes. And we do talk about, you know, the fact that Ned sometimes gets so caught up in ELQ, the way he was harassing Valentine about the company, which I understood, mm-hmm. right? Valentine was stepping back, but just the idea that there are more important things and Ned has been a little fixated lately. So it's interesting. I love it so much. And there was such an interesting moment with the whole watching the transformation. Like I don't remember a whole lot of Eddie main time. I remember of what it was and who he was and having Brooklyn's mom there and all of that, but having Chase kind of in that moment where Eddie Main grabs Brooklyn's hand and Chase kind of like didn't punch him, but clearly said, I'm a cop, hands off, let's use our words. He's learning, right? Some people learn and some don't. I felt really bad for Leo though. I truly did. That poor kid has gone through so much. And and we understand that it's to build this relationship with Tracy and for her to find her relationship with Leo. But oh, oh my yeah. gosh, that was that that was tough. I mean, it's tough for Brooklyn, much less Leo. Yes. But the thing is with Tracy, like I get it, right? Kids are so much better than adults. And we see the difference. We see <laughs> Tracy with Olivia. We see we see uh, Tracy with um Leo. And we even saw her with Wiley actually when her yes. Brooklyn stayed with Wiley so I mean it's it's what Finn refers to you got to know her on a deeper level and Tracy is actually really freaking amazing with um with the kids in her life and I definitely look forward to seeing more of the bonding with Leo for sure because you know Leo's gonna need that that support you know Olivia's obviously going through a really hard time I liked how they kept trying to explain Eddie Main to like other people and I think it might have been like <laughs> TJ who is like oh is he like an actor and then <laughs> and then Tracy jumped in one of my favorite lines no small mercies and I was like <laughs> that was freaking good do you know what 90s thing crept up into my mind tell me so when Carly was with Sonny giving mm-hmm. him the lowdown on like Drew's plea and all that Ava and Nina, like, kind of walk in. Ha, 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 giggly. Yes. And all I saw was Robin and Brenda. Oh, wow. Okay. 
And I say that because there's a specific scene that stands out in my mind. Like, I remember one time when, like, um, Brenda was engaged to Sunny, and I think they were in Jason's apartment, and basically Brenda was, they were with, like, Robin and I think the girls, like, uh, Christina, possibly, like, they were really little, Mm -hmm. and they were all hanging out, but Robin and Brenda were talking crap about Carly, but she happened to be in the apartment, (laughs) hiding. And it made me think of that a little bit, because it's like, Robin and, and Brenda like to stake claim to their history with Sunny and Jason, but they didn't fit into their world. They just didn't. No. And, you know, it, I mean, I can't really say that about Ava, but when they walked in, it was just so, like, odd. Like, did you ever think, like, Ava could come giggling in to Sunny's apartment? Dressed in athleisure? exactly it was so bizarre to me and you know what earlier you were talking about like how Ava sometimes like will defend Carly or sound a certain way and we were also talking about like what Sunny chooses to kind of see and not see what I thought was interesting is that when Sunny was giving them information about Drew yes Nina visibly had like a not fantastic reaction Yes. Sunny says to Ava, don't be so happy. And I'm like, (laughs) did you need to maybe turn your body and point that towards the right person? Like, it was so odd. And then, like, Ava was actually, like, being concerned for, like, Donna. And I thought that was so bizarre to me. I'm like, Sunny is so freaking blind. He's Well, he's doing that thing we do with kids, like somebody needs to pick up their clothes or saying the thing out loud, hopefully Nina will absorb it and Sunny oh, just wants to move uh, <laughs> Oh, it totally makes sense when you say it like that. And and when like Nina was like complaining, <laughs> complaining to Ava, I think sometimes Ava's like, "What am I doing at this friendship?" Yes. Um, but but Carly, but, but Nina starts going, "It's so un- not fair." Carly escaped the consequences. I'm like, "You're dating Sunny from Nixon Falls, the amnesiac yes. you you held hostage, mm-hmm. the one where you created an entire town and isolated him from his whole family." <laughs> Like, that was the conditions that needed to be set for him to give you the time of day. Right? So, I just thought that was so funny that she's walking around talking about, like, consequences. (laughs) And I laughed so hard because I went back to some of our old posts. And I I think this was, like two days like like really like when the truth came out and we were writing this back then when Nina came back from Nixon Falls day two and she's so tired of hearing about what she's done (laughs) and it's still very much the case but like hey the real victim in all of this Drew Scout oh so many like Sam you know there's so many people involved in the downfall of all of this, not just Carly not going to prison. <laughs> oh, 100%. Okay, like, Nina has got tunnel vision, to say the least. But when when Drew went to go talk to Sam, I was like, wow, there's some Jason history surfacing right there. There absolutely was. Holy cow. Um, because, you know, she was mad. Like, her and Carly have a great relationship, but yes. now Sam is being faced with this thing where, like, Drew's life or her life is being affected mm-hmm. by Carly and Carly coming first. And I could see how that could be a sore spot. 
oh, big time, some triggers right there. I just found that Drew wasn't exactly jumping to say it was all his idea initially, right? Just being like, this is me. <laughs> he was like, sure, I'll hear you out, Sam. I'll stay silent as you say all the things you need to say. And I just, I didn't know what to think because Alexis was there and they asked for her opinion. And mm-hmm. she didn't think that six months was a good deal. Yes. And I was like, okay, then what would be? Because, like, we knew that they could be facing more. And we also know now, like, how the the week landed. So I was just like, okay, like, six months, not terrible. Um, I think one of my favorites was Dante getting super awkward, being like, I'll do dishes, I think. Right? I Yes, right, that was awesome. He's like, I'm just going to do something that gets me out of this room. You know what? I believe there are dishes calling my name. <laughs> I have to say, though, um, I liked... Uh, Sam's whole attitude about it all she was like I'm not going to make this easier and her her speech was quite firm I loved everything she said right I found it like it made sense um she was really hurt about this about like the fact that she's the one who's gonna have to stay back and watch her kids hurt again Mm. and I just don't ever recall her being this certain and this assertive with Jason at all well that's you read my mind because I just love who this Sam, who has now found herself and is just this wonderful, strong woman. She was at some point in time, she kind of got lost in all of the adventures that were going on in her life. But this, this is the voice of Sam that I want to continue. But that's the difference, right? With her relationship with Dante, they're equals. And with Jason, it could never be equal because the life would always come before everything else. Mm-hmm. like Dante's a devoted cop but like not that devoted like it's not his whole life you know what I mean yes he can have a family they can go on adventures they can do all kinds of things like normal life yeah and and you see that you see that a lot that they talk about their family that they've created and they have the same kind of values they talk a lot about just being home together and spending time together so mm-hmm. oh, yes 100% I love this Sam and I think it's a product of the relationship she's in right now you know like a guy like Jason is you know fun for a time for sure <laughs> but <laughs> not not for the now time. No, it just kind of reminds me, I think it was a couple of weeks back when um, Sam went to Dante's work and it's like, hey, you haven't texted me in an hour. Like, get your cute dish home. Like, what's going on? Exactly. And they just have a totally different, um, they have a different dynamic. I think Sam knows that there's space for her. Yes, of course. And there was always this tentative way she was, um, she was about Jason. And so I'm just so curious, right? Because they had those hospital scenes when Sam had her moment with Nina and then simultaneously Dante was having his his moment with Carly. And mm-hmm. then when Dante and Sam came together, she always talked about this whole thing about like feeling the need to like tiptoe around um, Nina. And I'm kind of curious as to how Sam is going to feel. For the fact that, like, Nina pointed the SEC in Drew's direction. Because, look, I mean, Carly did do what she did. She didn't listen. Somebody probably should have told her who was insider trading. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Drew, Drew and Michael are, like, businessmen. And when she kept proposing this idea, like, let me drive the stocks up because of this merger. Wouldn't that have been the time for both of them to say, like, hey, dude, that's insider trading. Like, you can't. Right? It's totally illegal. You do legal things. And knowing Carly, she thinks she's helping. 
And you need to be firm with her because you know yes. if you tell her no, no is like a suggestion to her. <laughs> yes. But either way, this whole idea that this is a choice that she made, um, it was all quiet. The only person who knew it, it was insider trading was Ned. Mm-hmm. And he made that threat, but it would have never really come to light. So the fact that like Nina went out of her way to get Carly is just all this collateral damage. You know, it's fair game. Like Sam is going to be mad. Be like, yes, I understand that you're going after Carly, but look at what happened. You targeted my family. Exactly. She's going to have a lot, a lot of um, angry people coming her way. Do you know what I thought stood out was super weird for me though? What? At the courthouse. There was, like, an alarm on, on Drew's phone with the date. I'm like, you're actually telling us when it is? Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay. They were like, tomorrow, June 17th, scouts swimming lesson. And I'm like, what is happening, guys? So that distracted <laughs> me, as you know. And also, yes. it really distracted me. Logistics corner. Don't judges come out from behind the bench? Where did he come out from? Kind of like where everyone else did. Like on the side, and I'm just like, so were you just waiting somewhere, like at a wedding? Or they're like, no, 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 hold back, hold back, let everybody go in, let everyone go in first, wait, and then when you walk in, everyone will stand for you, the presiding judge. Like it was just. I did oh not my. notice that. I'm gonna have to go and look at that again. So I, so I got distracted there while I understand some serious business happened in the courtroom. I got real distracted, um, but they made a point, right? When Michael showed up. They made a point mm-hmm. of just throwing this little tidbit out there. No, like, Willow wanted me to be here. I mean, we all know she wouldn't be alive if not for you, Drew. <laughs> just in case somebody missed any episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, imagine Willow. Like, imagine Willow oh, la, la. finding out that the man who risked his life is now going to be in prison for three years in Pentonville. Oh, my God. It's so, like, I can't. Like, he can't go to Pendenville for three years. Like, what on earth is going to happen to allow him to not go to jail or to shorten his sentence? Like, I, I can't. I'm stumped. I think maybe Zeke and, like, Tracy, strings pulled. We all know. Or, I don't know, working with Cyrus. There's going to be a reason. He's, he's going to get out for sure in a shorter span of time. But, like, aside from the judge not knowing how to walk into his own courtroom... <laughs> I also felt he literally made no sense, okay? So Zeke points out that he's talking about precedence, not privilege. He says, Mm -hmm. this guy committed a nonviolent crime. It's insider trading. Therefore, you know, a low security, like minimum security prison, Mm -hmm. basically. And the judge is like, no. It is precisely that he's a Marine and worked with the government to save people. (laughs) <laughs> that he deserves to go to Pentonville. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, no privilege for heroes of our country who work, collaborate with the government. And I'm like, is it because he knows karate? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, is, is that it? You're like, because he can fight, he should go to Pentonville? Like, I was really utterly confused. I'm like, do you know law? Like, as a soap lawyer myself, I yeah, felt like certified. that was extremely nonsensical. I'm like, we were speaking precedence, not like your imagination station of whatever was going on in your mind. Like, he came off so erratic. He's like, maximum sentence, 20 years. Okay, three. 
three. Right? You gotta go there directly. Okay, fine. I'll give you a week to get stuff in order. You could say bye to your daughter. I'm not a monster. And I'm like, what was that? What just happened? I'm dizzy. What? What was that? I was like, yeah, if if everybody wants to know how Drew's going to get out of prison earlier, is a recording of that court hearing, I'm pretty sure, would do the trick. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, So, in true, like, Port Charles fashion, there's a court hearing. Yes. Happening at the same time as clubbing. And that also happened, and but like not just that though. So like you have a court hearing, clubbing yes. at the Savoy, and like the sun setting on the roof of the Metro Court. Yes, yes. So people club at about seven o'clock. Yeah, about six forty, <laughs> six forty-five. You get your pre-drink on. You know, you get and you get you into get the, the court mood. on. Yeah, <laughs> you just and then you head for a sit down drink, and then when the night is getting wild, you stand up at the club, <laughs> you know, like Joss and Dex. They just walked in and they look like the standing kind of like club people to me. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna stop talking about standing and sitting. It's because we're talking about courtrooms, I think. That are like standing, sitting, standing, sitting. I think that's church. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kevin's right. The brain is a mystery, everybody. It's a mystery. So, so like, Nina thinks she's having, like, a sexy date, right? She's having a a sexy date. So then Joss and Dex walk in immediately. She's sort of uncomfortable. To people I know. Yeah. Affected tremendously and ruined their lives. (laughs) All of it just killed me. Killed me. Dying here. So Joss goes up to her. And then just throws this in her face. Yeah, some people know how to sacrifice their needs for others. And then Nina gets offended. Yes. I'm like, and I'm watching the TV. I'm like, I think this is the best thing I'm, I've ever seen. I'm like, so Nina has the nerve to be offended at the situation she secretly caused. <laughs> I was like, that's something. And it's just like, again, you, you, if you believe that what you did was so right, you know, because as she says, right? In Nina's mind, Carly did, in fact, break the law. She broke the law. You're correct. So why hide it? Why hide it? Just let everybody know. You know what I mean? If you felt like you did the right thing, it wouldn't be such Mm -hmm. a secret. Oh, yeah. But that's just not even the best part. So then Joss and Sonny take their sitch over there. And then at this point, I start going, has Nina lost her damn mind? Has she forgotten the fact that she's known Dex for months? She's like down to buying this guy a hot chocolate and whatnot. She's known him for a very long time and then starts to try to tell Dex we should get to know each other. (laughs) Because, okay, so that whole thing made me laugh. She... It's that whole like being in Carly's shoes situation where she wants to get close to Dex because she wants Joss to be her bestie or at least not look at her with daggers in her eyes. But the funny thing to me is we constantly talk about the relationship with Nina and Willow and how she treats her as an object. But now we see that it's truly about everybody because she did exactly the same thing when she's talking to Dex about Joss. It's Dex's job to manipulate Joss, to convince her to do things because Joss doesn't have a mind of her own, apparently, and will only listen to the words out of Dex's mouth. Yeah, I wrote, what a snake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Same, same. Um, I, I was just like, this woman truly cannot have a relationship with anyone without without manipulating them. She's like, so this is how I get people around me. I have to play yes. all of these games. And, you know, you talk about, like, treating Willow like an object. Look, I'm going to say this. Over the last while, Willow is always the second thing Nina is afraid of losing. She focuses first on Sunny because with Sunny yes. comes a lot of status. Mm-hmm. Without Sunny she wouldn't have very much. And as sad as it is, Willow can't give her much status other than being her daughter. She, she's not yeah. going to get much from that relationship, right? It doesn't open the world to Nina. Sunny opens the world to Nina. And I thought it was hilarious because this woman, it must be like this. She's wearing this ring. She's been wearing this ring for a little while now. And she's just tapping the crap out of it going like, when is this thing going to start working? Like, is it even on? (laughs) Because I've been wearing it and none of those perks are coming through. Like, I think she wanted Dex to be like how the guards are with Carly. Yes, they've always liked her, but the thing is Carly's in the loop in Sunny's business. And at first I Mm -hmm. thought she was just concerned about like, you know, Joss talking crap about her. And I'm like, but you've seen Joss and Dex together a lot. Like everyone talks crap about you. Why do you care what Dex thinks of you specifically? And then she's trying to be in that role of like, I can do what Carly does. Like she, she like protects Sunny. Okay. I, I love Sunny. You don't love Sunny. You like him. I love him. And his safety (laughs) means so much to me. Have I done it? Have I sounded like an equal partner? And it was just so freaking bizarre and funny to watch, but Dex just made it so, so delicious. Like he saw it coming a mile away and he was like, look, I'm not going to like manipulate Joss. Like she makes her own decisions. I'll respect that. And I was just so impressed that he could hold his own. Like the fact that he was saying, don't worry, I will protect Joss and Sunny. And she's like, and Sonny's wife. And it was the second time she had that look. She had that look initially with Joss. And then she looked at him like, really? You're testing me? It's like, yeah, they are. And nobody cares. Because even when Joss says those things to you, do you see Sonny piping up? Not even a little bit. He walked away and asked to talk to her privately. And so when Dex said that to her, I was like, damn, Dex, you are something else. (laughs) And then when he goes to her, goes, uh something that goes without saying that i would protect the boss's wife and the fact that he said this i was like he is invested like he is invested i think this shows how much he loves sunny and clearly doesn't think that you know it's good for him because he said oh as long as you are important to sunny you're important to me i was like oh my gosh like dex like i did not know right like i didn't know that he felt a type of way like of course i'm sure he heard but i thought maybe he was a bit more like in neutral town i did not know that dex was not in neutral town at all and like sunny gets dex like when he told joss like Dex is just looking for some belonging, as every good mob boss thinks it looks for it. (laughs) Like, it was so funny, but I'm just sort of like, this is quite the start of a love affair between Dex and Sunny. Yes, and and we saw it coming, but to see it unfold, you know, it started with their dinner date, and it's just like, it's running pretty deep these days. It is, and I mean, I enjoyed the conversation with Sunny, and obviously a club is a place to have the level of conversation or... um, vulnerability she had with Carly when she talked about you know her childhood memories being negatively Mm -hmm. impacted but I did enjoy what she said what I do think is interesting about Jocelyn is that she talks a big game 
And she has been acting like a bit of a kid, um, especially in this like adult world she's trying to navigate in terms of like Carly and Sonny's life. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that like regardless of how she acts, Sonny has been treating her like an adult lately. And I find when he does like have this adult conversation with her and treats her that way, like he's not, you know, treating her like, like a, like a daughter, like a stepdaughter, like a little kid. She gets a little, she's basically not so talk backy. No, she kind of wavers because he's being incredibly patient and he truly is navigating this so delicately because he very much wants her back in his life. And I think that's why, like, um, Nina had the look that she had. I think she figured that Jocelyn, you know, bugs her, right, as the fact that it's um, Carly's daughter. But, I mean, mm-hmm. she has a relationship with um, with Joss from the time that she dated Jax. And Joss really liked her back then. So, I mean, yes. Joss had her own uh, betrayal when, exactly. the whole, when everything came out because she did ha- she knew Nina in a different way. And I think that's what it is because I think she feels like those ties are easily severed because it's a stepdaughter and not his real daughter. And it must be really hard to watch how important Jocelyn is to Sunny, regardless of the way she's been acting out. I think it's a very significant parallel to Nina keeps talking about family and love and all the rest of the people in her life. But she had that same situation with Charlotte. We never really we don't see that relationship. We don't hear that relationship Yes, she talks a big game. She talks about love and talks about how important she is. But Sunny is literally being the human being that is taking those steps and following his, being behind his word for once and pursuing that relationship whereas, and doing the things that Nina can't, basically. Okay, so a few things. Like, I think Joss could see that she matters to Sunny, and I think that's what she needs to see because there is that kid part of her that needs and wants Sonny back in a way. And I think that he's also been acting closer to himself. And I think she sees that. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Nina and Charlotte, it might have been way more fun when the the point was is that she had Charlotte, but Lulu was her mother. Mm, And there was that type of war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was a status that came with being with like Valentine. And Lulu mm-hmm. is not around. And it's interesting, but like, I mean, if you think about that and you think about things, you know, and the status that comes with being with Sunny, it's almost mm-hmm. like those things are much more important, like the status of the name of being someone's mother and having a daughter as opposed to like Willow the person. Being with Sunny and all of the supposed perks that she thought it came with, it's not just about losing the guy she loves, it's about losing whatever, like in her mind, whatever, like, steps she's managed to claw her way up to at this point exactly any headway she really thought that she made so when michael comes and announces the truth to everybody and jocelyn and and like go because nina has that reaction like it's not how it's supposed to go and jocelyn talks back to her again sunny says absolutely nothing (laughs) i love it and what i thought was weird though and i don't know if you noticed this but when when um nina walked away it was ava that never happens that never happens. That was like a full-blown conversation with Ava, and Ava wasn't there over the phone. I don't, I, that's not typical to me. No, it's not. It was very confusing. I actually thought it was a fake call that she was saying Ava, but it was actually Martin kind of giving her the lowdown and just like oh. maintaining that relationship. But it wasn't because Martin no. was with his own stuff, right? But it was legit was Ava. It was very bizarre. 
it was different. Um, but it was funny because like, I'm listening to that conversation and you hear Nina go, yeah, it's horrible. But remember when Ava was having that conversation with Nina, trying not to make her feel so bad about it being like, well, you know, maybe Drew's not so much of a hero. You could be a hero, but still do bad things. He did break the law. But now that it went down, you hear Ava feeling all bad. Because I think that Ava said those things to directly kind of poke at her because look at who Ava is. Look at who Sunny is. Look at what Nina has it's done. True. Like, like all of these people should pay for their crimes. And in the end, it's all about your perspective on the situation and how what your narrative is of your world. It's true, but I also think Ava messes with her in this really sarcastic way that it's completely lost on Nina. Like, oh, Nina, yeah. Nina is, like, yet to be, like, my boyfriend's a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> She's yet to put two and two together that it's like, well, this businessman whose girlfriend did a thing, he should he should go to prison. Like, I mean, obviously she doesn't want to go to prison. <laughs> but we've already talked, you and me, about all of the consequences to everyone, you know, in particular Drew. And this is what was so bizarre to me. So she hears the news. Mm-hmm. She's processing it simultaneously with somebody who's not physically there because nobody in that room would process it with Nina. So she's doing that over the phone with Ava and she says, oh man, I almost feel guilty that Carly, you know, will be apart from Drew for three years. It makes me feel kind of awkward. And I'm like, what? All the wrong feelings for all the wrong reasons. I'm like, so that's the worst part of this? Carly (laughs) won't have her boyfriend for three years? Not like Drew being imprisoned after Artie being in prison for two years, missing three like years of his daughter's life, his daughter, the whole Quartermain family losing Drew, like Aurora, like like the guy who saved your daughter, okay? Like, you know what I mean? Talk about a twisted perspective. Oh, crap. Curly lost her boyfriend. It's way better than me realizing I just imprisoned the man who saved my daughter's life. It's a high school. You know, we talk about how she has a very high school mentality. For me, it breaks down this simple to Nina. Oh my God, like Carly doesn't have her boyfriend. Oh, 100. 100%. I was just stunned at that statement. I'm like, what? Yeah. That was your takeaway from that? Are you kidding me? And then you have like Eddie Bain right behind her. <gasps> oh, this is going to be so good. Okay, but Eddie Main wanted to go to Vegas. How did he only get to the Savoy? <laughs> um, I guess he felt like... By the time he got there, he was like, same, same. I have no money. Right? I don't have any (laughs) memories because I'm a fictional character. So I actually don't know how anything works. I'm a fictional character. I'm a fictional character. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. He's like a Ken doll, right? He doesn't know what's what. And I think this is going to be so funny because he's like that ghost. You know how they taunted that Ashby uh, may she rest yes. uh, with with mm. the Anna ghost. This is even yes. funnier because he's walking around as Eddie Main, but it's gonna have Nina on edge just seeing him. I don't. I feel like he's gonna be all like flirty, but a little dark and a little weird, but flirty, and she might like it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you look familiar. <laughs> and he's gonna see Dex, which I'm really excited about. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I want to understand. And like, again, Eddie Maine doesn't remember anyone. He does recall Vegas, but like Sunny was around. <laughs> Vegas during... is not a person. <laughs> I know, I know. But he... <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> but in my mind, 
what am I thinking here? Because he's not, he's not Ned. So I'm just so curious, like, what do you know, like, as this character, Eddie Mean? Because I'm like, he doesn't remember his mom, but I feel like Sonny was around during the Eddie Main times. And so I'm like, will you remember Sonny? Like, what do you remember? (laughs) Do you not know anyone? I don't know. I guess I'll have to watch, right? figure it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and remember we were talking about oh my gosh why is the name escaping me right now brooklyn's mom lois lois so if there was ever an opportunity for her to come back we were talking about how would that work it's bringing somebody back into his life who knew him and was with him during the depths of that time exactly exactly but that's what's also weird so he'd remember lois but like no one else yeah I guess that makes sense because she was in that because <laughs> she was in that world with him, right? It was the world they created. Exactly. And she would have to come back to help him just kind of be at ease and calm him and basically walk him through the situation. Oh my gosh, yes. Soap opera logic. I really love this. It's really like stretching my brain. This whole Eddie Mae storyline. <laughs> it is. Uh, how do you think Curtis's brain feels right now with all that's going on? Like mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was, I think, the best thing ever. Like, so at first I was like, wow, Trina's feeling pretty good about Curtis for a girl who is like, you are not my dad. I want to be with you on your birthday. I'm busy you at your job. And then I realized she was there to like, to talk about things. And then I was just like, what are you doing, Trina? Like, is this I like know. the mom part of you where you're just sort of inserting yourself into things and being like, she's like, if you don't tell me, how am I supposed to help you put your marriage back together? I'm like, cause you're not like at all. Like it's so none of your business. But I love why they did that like it was to show that Curtis's stupidity is is DNA approved like it just it just goes through <laughs> the DNA and she needs to know the truth and she needs to solve things so it was a very much a mix of like Stella Curtis her mom's personality but the extreme version. oh it's true and she's like the truth I guess that's like DNA like we both like honesty <laughs> but it looks like you're not honest and, then and my like, dad is better than you so I was okay, like bye. I was like wow like you know what I mean like she's in her 20s She's like yeah. in love with Spencer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, chill, like, chill. But she's, <laughs> but she wants to talk about marriage. Like, the only person to honor their wedding vows is my dad. And I was like, I, I, I thought it was just a roundabout insult, but it definitely landed at Curtis. And like, Curtis was talking to Trina about things like, you know, forgiveness is something that's really important. I'm like, oh, it is, Curtis? Now. Forgiveness? And I could not believe this guy. Like, quite the narrative he is spinning for his daughter that apparently he's like, oh, crap. Like, she values honesty and apparently <laughs> fidelity in a marriage. This is, like, wild. And then he makes the point of saying, I kissed Jordan while we were separated. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is that what you call the silent treatment and refusing to talk to your wife after a fight? Separated? You were not like legally separated. You didn't have a conversation and decide you were separated. You were pouting. Mm-hmm. So every time you pout, it's like a free pass. Apparently that's his history. But I really do think that Portia and him are meant for each other. Because oh, 100%. Both of their scenes were so laughable and hard to watch. So Portia, so Portia starts questioning <laughs> whether she really wants Curtis. 
I was like, well, now you're thinking. Now you're really starting to, <laughs> to work through some stuff. Yeah. I, I cringed, okay? Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, you guys have, like, somewhat of, like, a respectful-ish relationship. But this whole being besties stopped when Portia went for Curtis because it was, like, awkward. Yes, so the thing is, the only person who owed her anything was whoever she stood at the altar with. And that happened to be Curtis. So I find it so cringy to go to the other person and, like, demand all these answers as if, like, Jordan owed you anything. Exactly. And so, like, I, how did you feel when Portia kind of, like, bursts in the air? It was all very laughable. Your dear diary was very much on point with what I was thinking and what I wanted to say. because. Portia's been buzzing around Curtis since she got back to town. Like there was just, she was just waiting and, and making her way into his life when he was still trying to figure out things with Jordan and where that lied and what decision he wanted to make. And then he jumped into a relationship with Portia. So the fact that she can turn around and say exactly the things that could be applied to herself was hilarious. I just thought Jordan was so patient to even talk to her. I would have been like, no. Yeah. Just get out. Like, I would have been like, this is, I would have like called people, be like, police people, can you take this person just out of my office? Like, the fact that Jordan even entertained her and answered her questions. And frankly, I feel like Portia went to her because she was way too scared to go to Curtis. And also, yes. she doesn't trust Curtis because she heard a lot of things from Jordan that she didn't want to hear. She keeps making this about like Jordan. Like, you don't have an ex wife pining for your husband. I'm like, how is that a problem? <laughs> Who gives yeah. a crap who's pining for your husband? Who likes him? We have a crush on him. The problem is your husband is acting on all this crap. That's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Like she keeps acting like Jordan's feelings are wrong. Literally, if you didn't want Jordan's feelings to be an issue, maybe you shouldn't have swooped in a day after he walked out on Jordan. And maybe it wouldn't be such a problem. Exactly. Like all of it. I like Jordan's response in the end. Like she let her talk. She said, I'm not interested in Curtis, which made me laugh just in the tone that she said it like, I don't want him. Yeah. I know. And, and then and then Portia's like, well, maybe, maybe I don't either. I don't, I don't, nobody, none of us want him, I guess. <laughs> and then when Jordan just, you know, explained that, you know, maybe you need to kind of take a look inside, speak to Curtis, like you need to figure out what's going on. Please remove me from this gosh darn relationship. Please. I know because it's like even after everything happened and like Jordan warned her she goes I warned you and if you had just listened but then once <laughs> she was done dumping on Jordan like in the past right like she's like she kept attacking Jordan because Jordan knew this like potential secret and then once the secret was out she's like oh my gosh Jordan I'm so sorry can you give me advice yes. on what to do when Curtis runs out on you because I know he did it to you <laughs> so could you help so it's like 100% keep me out of your relationship especially if you think I'm in love with him what's wrong with you like you think that Jordan is in love with Curtis and you you keep going to this woman for advice and then then it's like Jordan is trying to be nice she's like I think she asked something like who ended it because she's saying mm -hmm. like it's over but is it over because you want it to be over because he ended it and she's like it doesn't matter I love I love how <laughs> I she does she has it doesn't matter who ended it. He's available. You're available. You're married. Go forth. But yeah, it was really bad because now Portia has to realize that like it was a mutual. Like, you know, she's saying things that she should be saying to Curtis. Like you shared things, you talked, you laughed. Yeah, you talked about me 100%.
they deba- they were debating like like Jordan was so nice because she could have told her the truth truth like at this point when Curtis finds out that like even Trina knows about this kiss he's like okay like nobody knows that I told Jordan that me moving home was like ma doors been, still open been, exactly Oh my gosh, but I love also that Jordan had to break, like within a week, she had to break up with both of them. With Portia and Curtis? Exactly. Oh gosh. And then the fact that Portia had the nerve to throw Zeke in her face. I know. I was like, she could, she could have Zeke if she wanted to. Why should she feel bad about that? And I'm pretty sure it's going to happen again. And oh, the yeah. whole, I just feel like Curtis right now is getting off relatively scot-free because do you know how terrible, like, as, as as it is, he didn't end things with Jordan, Jordan didn't. He doesn't even know Jordan ended things. Okay, one. So I don't know how he's going to react when Portia tells him that, like, Jordan's done with you. He's going to be like, uh-huh, that makes sense because I had chosen you when I moved home. Like, she doesn't even know that he was leaving the door open. Like, it's so bad. Like, so bad. like Curtis, Curtis's behavior, like, it's it's been bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad, but in, like, the... Funniest. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like Zeke, oh my gosh. So this, so Jordan was like, oh, I'm really disappointed. Like what? From loose lip Zeke? Like he told Portia everything. And then when he's done, he's like, I had to tell you, didn't I? And then when <laughs> Trina wasn't getting anywhere with Curtis, she's like, I'll just ask my uncle Zeke. And I'm like, 100% he's going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that was super funny to me. Well, especially being a lawyer, and there's all this confidential stuff he has to deal with all the time. It's like, blah, 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 blah. But exactly. This is not lawyer stuff. So he's like, I'm so sick of keeping secrets for a living. <laughs> so maybe Jordan's not the one for him, because she's like a secret keeper. She is. Like, I think they'll have a good, sexy time. But I'm almost wondering, even though her and Taggart are besties, what that might look like. Yeah, Zeke is like for fun. Oh yeah. And Tiger could there could be something real. I mean, like if they end up working side by side, like who knows? That could be something real and deep. But if that's the thing, if they go there, I want it to be so separate <laughs> from Curtis and Portia. Oh, because yeah. I like if if they make that shift from like friendship, like they've known each other for so long mm-hmm. that I think it could be something really deep and intense. And I would love it to have like that justice. I would want it to be something separate than a than like a petty love a love rectangle or square. I mean, they both have four sides, so we could go in whichever <laughs> shape. Okay, let's um, bring you back. Let's bring you bring back. It back. <laughs> bring it back. Okay. Okay, so speaking of shapes, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. There's there's no shapes um, in this storyline, but Sam Spinelli and Cody. Oh my gosh! One, so happy to see Spinelli back. He's just adorable and he's so funny. And I love the like the bromance that will slowly brew between him and Cody. Yeah, I love the bickering, but I also love the new crime fighting trio. Like they were just saying the dumbest things to each other like <laughs> like like debating who's the best criminal mastermind yes. and I was like okay guys and I mean honestly kudos to them because they had a plan that I thought could have worked me too why couldn't they just call her bluff be like we're marching to the police station now 
we're <laughs> heading to the BCP now. But I also love that they're all coming together for Sasha. And I think one thing that was really noticeable this week is like you have all these people who love and care about Sasha and working on her behalf in the background. And then you have the people in the in the front of her face that she also <laughs> has, like <laughs> Maxie and, and Lucy and the whole Crimson meeting. And I just have to say, like, I love that. Those were such like human work bonding moments. And the yes. fact that like they were talking crap about Gladys when she left the table. I'm <laughs> like, I am loving this. Finally, because it's not just me, right? Like I needed that debrief more than you know, just to like fact check and be like, we're right, right? She's crazy. And so I just kind of loved those scenes. And I'm hoping to get a little bit more of that. Like, I just found, like, the Maxi, the Lucy, the Sasha, they were Mm -hmm. so engaged with each other. They were so animated. And I'm hoping to get something, like, more of that. And something that I thought really stood out and I think is, for me, is a callback to many years ago when um, Sasha's Secret came out. Mm -hmm. That she was not, in fact, that she was basically playing Nina. Yes. So I'm going back to a moment at the Floating Rib where Lucy was sitting with Sasha, giving her a pep talk, saying, like, you know, she's been that pariah in the past, and it's really about just putting one foot in front of the other and just showing people. Like, there's nothing you could do other than live your life, focus on yourself, and just do better. And she was there sort of supporting Sasha when she kind of had no one, right? She had this fake mom. And we had talked about this years ago on our podcast about, like, Lucy kind of playing that role for Sasha. And what was really interesting is, like, are they making room for that? Nina is in her own la-la land. Mm-hmm. Gladys did have that maternal role and will probably always be family, but but damaged after everything comes to a head. Um, because you have Lucy asking Maxie, no, 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 I want to write the letter for Sasha. I know. I, I thought about all those things as well. I love the relationship they're building. I love how she slowly brought up. Cody and just giving her the freedom to experience her feelings in the time frame that she needs to that they're not saying you have to do it in a specific way or time like it was such a lovely and real and true conversation it really really was and I just loved how Sasha played it really well right completely <laughs> into that. We're just friends. It's all she's comfortable with right now. So I really love them talking and just going off that like mom-ish role or just the the significant role Lucy has for Sasha Mm -hmm. when they were left alone, right? And Martin shows up. He does show up. What is he up to? (laughs) That's the thing. I don't think he's up to anything, but I think a problem will happen (laughs) because (laughs) I'm still confused about that story. Like what I'm understanding is that he inspired Lucy to have an idea. And she's like, he didn't didn't ask for shares. And I'm like, well, why would he? That would be so weird. Right? But the, whole, but the whole marriage thing took me by surprise because he sort of said something about, like, proposing when they were in the hideaway house. What do you call that? Yes. The safe house? Yes. And Lucy was the one acting weird. Am I wrong in remembering it that way? No, you're absolutely right. And we were just kind of like, why is she acting weird? This is so not like her. And then now they're... They're cl- then he, he oh I don't want to get married I'm like well is it possible he's saying that because of the last time you talked because you weren't interested so there's that weird game but then Lucy brought up money and then we're looking at Martin getting texts about cash so yeah. now I'm like I don't like that because I like Ooh, them together me too anyway so back to the pool area so Cody and, and, and Spinelli tried they did they tried hard 
it didn't work. Christina was, oh, how did you feel oh when my. Christina showed up? I was so irritated because I love her and she's great and all, and I want to see her character grow, but I was like, take a hint, child. <laughs> I'm like, go away. I was so irritated, but also something that I find interesting is I hope they don't drop this, but there's a subtle thing. Like we, they've had like blowouts, the Davis girls and like mm -hmm. Christina had kind of, you know, confronted Sam about like Jason prioritizing Carly and all that stuff ages ago. Um, and they keep showing that there's this combative nature between Sam and Christina. Yes. And I'm just hoping they don't drop that dynamic. Cause it's kind of like, I'm here for it. It's really subtle, but I kind of like watching their little sister dynamic go like they're, they're doing it. And I just hope they don't let that go. But I feel like they were definitely paving the way because you have TJ and Molly and we're seeing their storyline progress. We're seeing them consider other options of having a baby. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure the word surrogate was mentioned. Yes. But then you have like Christina having that conversation with Sam about like being the only one with plumbing working. <laughs> like <laughs> <Yes>. what? <laughs> And so, again, I feel like that whole setup for Christina to be Molly's surrogate. With that whole storyline, like, it's not just that Christina is going to be housing the baby. I think in the end, because of that conversation that Molly was having with TJ about, you know, seeing basically my face or my features or seeing me in her baby and having yeah. to go a different route, that potentially Christina is going to take on a much bigger role with not only um, – she'll be donating an egg and, you know, kind of growing their baby that she's handing over. I think so. And obviously they're all mature, mm -hmm. but like, if this was, if this was like decades ago or just a while ago, I could mm -hmm. see like Christina thinking she was doing her sister a favor by sleeping with her husband. <laughs> I could see Christina being like, I'm pretty sure this is how surrogacy works. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> in. <laughs> that, that's that's what was going my mind but yeah I definitely think it's going to be this like um huge moment for the Davis girls a huge bonding moment and a huge moment of growth for Christina and it's funny because even with Lucy they brought up uh, she was talking about Serena again and then there was also that storyline at the pool house so it was kind of like a little nugget too oh okay yes I see that okay so Something that Spinelli learned um, when he was at the pool, though, because he started to notice that, like, like Miss Wu was, like, lumping Gladys and Cody together. And then it was really confirmed when Miss Wu was like, I've got this by Spinelli. And then being like, why is Miss Wu wanting to referee an argument between Gladys and Cody? It was so funny because it was literally like two children being scolded yes. by their mother. <laughs> but I'm like, she could murder you. Like, guys, like, right? this is so not as light as you think it is. And then when she tells her bodyguard, can you get Gladys a drink at the bar? She's like, perfect. Yes. And I'm like, do you love free stuff? But do you understand what situation you're in? You owe this woman money. And like the doctor too, right? Like oh, we knew something was doctor. weird. So the doctor's all like good to Sasha, but then what what could he want from Gladys? I know. I'm scared. I'm very he, scared. He's like, I'm gonna give you money to clear your debt. Is one companion from whom though? Oh god. You know what I mean? Because yes. Gladys would like happily do anything for money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she would even have a problem with that. But I'm worried this has something to do with Sasha. Oh, my dear word. I, oh. 
This is going dark. Yeah. Okay. So it's I don't going wanna... dark, and we want to leave you guys dark. on that note. Okay. We want to <laughs> just leave you in this really dark, deep hole um, for the rest of the weekend. If if you had no other plans, or sorry, just... <laughs> hunker down. <laughs> Um, okay, well, <laughs> I think we covered all of the things. And all, of the things. all of the things! <laughs> all of the things! <laughs> uh, okay, I have no favorite lines because we gave them away basically throughout the episode. So, yeah, go for it. I have one. It's the one time uh, Gregory said something I paid attention to. Oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> he says, you don't acquire a taste for arsenic you avoid it that was gold honestly truer words my friend truer words but i do think that that spark she will have a little anger towards greg but i think greg gregory we're buddies gregory. Greg. <laughs> it's funny because i keep writing greg and i'm like it's either way it still doesn't feel like someone i know so it's like it doesn't <laughs> I think there's going to be a little spark that, you know, because Tracy mentioned she that looped the whole, you know, death hit her hard and she has that like missing void. But I think she's going to have really fun, witty banter, sexy, arguing, flirting with Gregory for a while. Okay. Okay. So the thing about like Gregory, okay, is like, <laughs> it's just like, he's like, like interested in all of like Finn's friends. It's I know. Just weird. It's just so weird because it's like, oh, your friend, and like, yeah, Tracy is friends with Finn, and I don't know if something more could happen, but like, Alexis is also friends and air quotes with Finn, and it looked like that was something, and it's just weird. Okay, Gregory, you know just stay away from Liz, okay? It reminded me of like Mean Girls when the mom's like, "I'm a cool mom." When I'm, like, I'm, a cool I'm a cool dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's throw out some stars. So I'm gonna throw out some stars to Nina Space Acting, Eddie May, yes. Nina Space Acting, Ava, just being so witty and being so cute in her sports gear and with her witty lines about caffeine and running. She's like, "You don't need to run. Let's go for caffeine." <laughs> I love it. Everybody hates exercising, especially Alexis in this week. That's <laughs> so funny. Super awesome. Obviously, stars too. I love that Drew was, you know, the rock for Carly because Carly always has to be the strong person for everybody. So lots of stars to them and how I that know. is all going down. But I kind of feel bad for Drew. I'm like, really? You're getting the raw end of the deal Ugh, and you're just yeah. trying to make it okay. It's like, oh, I guess to him, he's like, I have three years, 36 car payments to like be sad yeah. by myself, you know? So anyway, also just try to keep it positive. Try to keep it positive. I'm starting to say, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's my birthday, guys. It's gonna, it's gonna be. There's a positive note. It is a positive. We get you turning another year younger. Um, she's oh, no, 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 no. We just needed to say it's my birthday. We don't need to talk about years. We're trying to I leave people uplifted. <laughs> We're trying to uplift people. Okay. It's birthday. on Monday. Okay. Wish her happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Anything a star? else? Yeah, a star, star to Michelle me? for her birthday. <gasps> <gasps> Did you catch that? I what swear, I we're never going to end this damn podcast. But, like, did you <laughs> catch that, like, when Christina was talking to Sam, uh -huh. her response to Sam was, do I get a gold star? Yeah, you do, <gasps> Christina. I did. No yeah, you did. do. 
it freaked me out. It freaked me way. out. It freaked me out. And I'm like, great. Now Mel's really going to take the TV stalker. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I was like freaking out. And then Johnny's like, well, it's kind of a common line. I'm like, don't ruin this. Don't okay. So that. you know how I've been like quoting Johnny lately being like, oh, he has a really good insight. Yes. So something happened last week. So last week he, he made a statement and he said, well, you know, Curtis at the time of the kiss, like they were mm-hmm. separate. They were like on a break. On a break? <laughs> And then I looked at him for like a long time and then I started typing on my phone and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm writing that Johnny will no longer be making comments, sadly, on anything moving forward. (laughs) What do you mean they were on a break? So, yeah, so that's where we're at right now with that. (laughs) And on that note, folks, have a lovely weekend. Bye. (laughs) Bye.